challenge is something that I hold in high regards. That is something that I feel like as a man, I need to challenge myself constantly, whether it's either one of those categories in order to see growth and in order to have fulfillment. Welcome to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast with one simple vision, build up, become strong. So welcome back to another Strong Towers Podcast. This is Tom here with Mike and John, and we just have been reminiscing about the fall. We were on a team together that competed in the Ragnar Relay. And if you haven't heard of Ragnar yet, it's a crazy idea to get together with 12 guys or 12 people on a team, two vans, and uh, run about 200 miles uh, relay style overnight. And it was a really good bonding experience and uh, actually in some ways was, was sort of the birth of Strong Towers coming out of the time that we spent together planning for that and training for that together and and all that led up to the actual race last September. But what we all came away with from Ragnar was this sense of how we had to challenge ourselves in multiple different facets in order to pull off that feat. And so uh, we just wanted to have a conversation about the race about uh, what it meant for us and around this idea of challenge and, and spend some time talking about why challenge is something that that we seek out and we need to seek out in our lives as you or as you said in the intro this led to strong towers at the very beginning back in like january we were all talking about hey you know what is a way that we could challenge ourselves to be better right yep. and for me i don't know why i always default to something physical like I always default to let me go lift some weights, let me diet better, let me go run a half marathon. But there was something that the Ragnar provided that I don't think I could have gotten anywhere else, and that was that team aspect, mm-hmm. right? Doing something together with like-minded kings, uh, to go back <laughs> on that again. But to go back to you know a bunch of guys getting together and doing something, um, we've said about it in the past when we talked about masculine friendships, doing kind of battling together, kind of struggling together, going through a process that was going to need support to do it with somebody else, but also to see ourselves kind of exceed and kind of get better as a person, as a man. And I, yeah. I thought that that Ragnar idea was a great opportunity for that. Felt myself growing out of that. I, I remember the weeks leading up to it thinking, I need to get another run in, hitting up some of the guys on the team saying, hey, you guys want to go on this run together? As we're recapping this, and, and I'll throw this to you, John, what did you get out of it? Or how did you challenge yourself going leading up of the race? Mike, I remember I was sitting on the couch at Christmas, uh, so I guess that would have been December of 2017, heading into 2018 as we got ready for this, and you were texting me about doing a race like this, and my first thought was, I need something to get my butt up off the couch, mm-hmm. and I like running, but I'm just not running. I'm, I'm just not. I'm finding way too many other convenient excuses, and so this is going to put that kind of, you know, I'm all in, pot committed sort of thing. Like I've signed on the dotted line. I've paid my money. Like yeah. there's no way I'm not showing up for this in shape. So we got done texting and next thing I'm on Amazon buying running shoes <laughs> that are going to meet me back in Virginia when I get home from Christmas break and I'm going to start, you know, hitting the pavement. 
so I think that was definitely one of the ways that I was challenged was just recommitting myself to physical activity after a couple of injuries over the last couple of years. I'd really just kind of shut things down. It was so humbling. It was so humbling to find out just how out of shape I was. I mean, because when I was a when I was a teenager, I mean, I roll out of bed and you know run a few miles pretty quickly, no problem. Yeah, I couldn't run a full mile at a pace that was slower than anything I will ever admit on a microphone <laughs> for probably three four weeks. So I mean, just the the physical aspect alone of getting my body back in shape, you know, kind of taking mastery over my body, yeah, and then kind of along with that, the the mental sort of defiance that I had to have of, nope, I don't, I don't care how embarrassing this is. I don't care how much it hurts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go run again today. Yeah. And I'm going to be frustrated as hell before, during, and after. But I am not going to let this be the end of the statement on the kind of physical shape that I'm in right now. Okay, so I think because we're talking about a race, right? We're, we're talking about uh, an athletic endeavor that we were all going on together. It's easy to talk about you know, like you said, Mike, you know, finding those physical things, right. I'm yeah. going to go to the gym more. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to do whatever. John, you just said there was this mental defiance thing going on, right? Yeah. So, so talk a little bit more about that. Well, I think it was just the, however that adage goes, and I guess you can flip it depending on what's working and what's not, but you know, the, the mind is willing, but the body is weak or the body is willing, but the mind is weak, you know, whatever the case yeah, is. Right, and in yeah. my case, it was both needed a serious tune up yep. of, you know, I'd broken an ankle the year prior and I just, I'd not pushed myself to get back into sports. And I mean, I played sports all through high school and college and continued after college. And I enjoyed competition. I enjoyed physical challenge. I enjoyed the fact that my body would do what I wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. And I'd allowed myself to get to the point where not only was my body not doing what I wanted it to do, but I wasn't pushing it anymore either. Right. And so I'd become sort of accepting of that condition. And so as I got back into the running, my, my will, my mind, you know, whatever you want to call it, it just, it wanted to quit early and often, even at just like the, the half mile mark, like I'd feel good for the first quarter, which again, <laughs> is just embarrassing to say as someone who used to be able to do so much more, I gotta be all excited. You know, I get out of my neighborhood, down the block, cross the street, another block or two, be like, yeah, the legs feel good. The heart's pumping. Yes, yes, yes. And then it'd be like, I don't want to, I, I want to be on the couch again. Like, this is hard. Just having to fight that mental battle of, I need to run three, four times a week for the next eight months. Yeah. This is hard is just not going to be acceptable right. as a long-term battle plan. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't get you very far if that's your mantra. No, no, it really doesn't. And then unfortunately there were some setbacks as well where there were injuries as is often the case when you're training for stuff like this. And at one point a rather significant injury. So then just having to battle back from the, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I thought I would be. This isn't living up to the expectations that I'd set for myself. I'm not going to meet my goals. Am I even going to be able to do this at all? Yeah. Right. And that kind of touches on a third aspect of challenge too, right? Where you have to take your spiritual battle into account, not spiritual battle like you know, you could have easily thrown in the towel and just been like, it's not going the way I wanted it to. Now I'm injured. I'm not going to be able to catch up and let that take you out. Yeah. Instead of, you know what? I am committed to this. Yeah. And I think there's something different about the mental aspect 
to that that spiritual aspect of it of how you're defining where that challenge is coming from mm-hmm. no absolutely and there was definitely there were definitely times especially as i was you know sitting in physical therapy in august a week before or a month before the run of like god what the heck yeah i really felt like you were in this with me right. i really felt like this was something that you would greenlit I really felt like this was something that you had invited me into, that I had permission to do, that I had encouragement to do, that this was something that 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 we were doing together. And through so many runs, I mean, I had such such great conversations with God as I'm running about what this is for and how this is shaping me, you know, body, soul, and spirit kind of thing. Right. All of it wrapped together. And and so sitting on the table in physical therapy in August, you know, looking at a countdown clock that for me, feels like it's almost resetting at this point. <laughs> and way too short. And way too short. It's just like, seriously, God? Yeah. yeah. I thought, you know, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. I right. thought we were cool. I thought you were in this. I, I thought. Mm-hmm. And so having to fight that fight as well of, all right, I, I'm not just supposed to muscle through this on my own. What's going on here? Right. Right. And I like the fact that you're bringing up the spiritual aspect of it because I have gone through and I, I mentioned it begin at the beginning of the of the episode is that I've challenged myself physically in different aspects, different challenges to just do something physically. And while it was fun to overcome, I never felt like I had actual change from it. Yeah. Right. I've challenged myself mentally to do a test or to do something. And again, I've, I've, I've accomplished it. I've, I've overcame it. And it was it was good. It got what I needed out of it. But something about this race was different for me is the fact that I had really all three, right? I was I was challenging myself mentally as far as telling myself to get up off the couch, physically to actually do the run. And then a lot of times while I was in the middle of the run, this is one of the first times that I've actually gone like without headphones mm-hmm. and actually just wanted to be just with God, right? And just running and having these kind of thoughts and running down this race was also a thing for me that I thought was really key was having the team aspect of it, yeah, right? Being able to say, um, and I'm going to be a little honest here. I've signed up for probably two Marine Corps marathons and I've never ran a Marine Corps marathon. <laughs> Every single time injury or time or something else has come into a way and that fall time period that I say, Hey, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. I, I'll, I'll give my spot away or there's no reason for me to do this. I'm, I'm injured. Yep. This was one of the few times that I've actually been part of a team that depended on me running. That needed me. Hey, Mike, if you don't show up, we can't do this. Right. We, mm-hmm. There's no backing out. Like you need to be there. And I enjoyed not only the relationships after, but also the fact that kind of going back to that masculine friendship thing and, and battling, but being able to overcome something together as a group and seeing how much growth I had from that experience. Yeah. I'm not sure if how you guys felt that way or if it was a little bit different as a, as a challenge for you guys. No, I think the team aspect definitely was huge and and makes this a different kind of event than I'm going to do a marathon or Mm -hmm. or I'm going to do a Tough Mudder or whatever that might be. There were 11 other guys depending on us. And so I think that helps in all of those areas of challenge that, that we've been hitting on of I'm not by myself. And not only am I not by myself, but but also I need to be able to carry my own weight. These guys are expecting me to come in and perform at a certain level, you know, right. whatever that level is. And, and then there's also the, and this is maybe just a, a stereotypical guy thing. Like I, I don't want to be the slowest guy 
I was. (laughs) Well, you and I were duking it out, Mike. (laughs) So race day comes around. We put in whatever we can put in, right? We've done however many training runs you got in or didn't get in or whatever. We all get in the vans. We drive out to the starting line. What was that day like for you in terms of the preparation and then the expectation for the race? I'll start off. I was... I was really excited. I mean, it was nothing. There's nothing more exciting than waking up at 4 a.m. to meet up with people to, <laughs> to drive, you know, two hours to the start of a race. Yeah, there's nothing more nothing exciting, more exciting no, than that. Nothing at all. No. So I was really excited. No, but I was excited to do this, right? I had like those butterflies in my stomach and we, we separated into our two vans and having these conversations with these guys that I know pretty well, right? They're all, yep. they're all friends of ours. And getting into this vehicle, I had a little bit of fear, mm. a little bit of, did I run enough? Did I did I train for this? And not only that, I, as we said earlier, being the, the weakest runner and being as competitive as I am, I didn't want to settle on just finishing. I wanted to push myself as far as I as I could. Right. Yeah. I really was looking forward to this challenge. I don't think I was physically where I should have been, but mentally, I think I was ready to do it. And I can only say that a lot of that had to do with the support of that whole team aspect mm-hmm. of it. And John, you had a uh, interesting experience when we did get to the starting line because it had poured the day and, and night before. And so they ended up actually scratching a bunch of the, the beginning legs of the race and, and you were supposed to kick us off yeah. that morning. So talk us through that a little bit. Yeah, that was a little frustrating. And again, just the journey that I had had to, to go through to get to that day of you know started training eight months out, nine months out, because I knew I really needed that time to both be kind to my body, but also to get it where I wanted to be. Because like Mike, I'm competitive. I didn't want to be the weakest runner. Right. Yeah. And track was never my thing, but I ran track mostly just as conditioning for other sports that I played and I could run. And mm-hmm. so it was one of those times where the mind remembered what the body used to be able to do. Yeah. And so it was hard to separate now, God, 20 years later you know, some of that, that performance wasn't there, but could it come back? I don't know. And, and so then to feel like I got the body back in shape and and things were going well. And, uh, I don't know if we mentioned at the beginning, but the, if you're not familiar with the Ragnar, the way that it works, that 200 ish miles gets divided up over the 12 guys. And, you know, so for those of us that aren't so great at mental math, that's somewhere around six miles on average for each guy that you got to run three times in the course of 36 hours and just sort of that relay mentality of you pass the baton and then leapfrog ahead to your next starting point. And so I knew that I needed to be able to run 18 ish miles in the span of 36 hours. And most I'd ever run in my entire life was five. And that was with many days of rest thereafter. (laughs) And and not only that, but you're you're our starter, right? You're leading you're leading it off. Exactly, you're, you're setting the tone for the rest of us for the rest of the, for the so rest of the race. So I can't be dogging it going right. out of the gate like, all right, I'm going to save. Like you know, there's 11 other guys watching me. Like I feel like I got to tear out of the gate and right. make it look like I'm you know holding my weight. And, and so then to have an injury in the summer is probably ill advised. But I played in a student faculty basketball game at the high school and took a knee to the back of the calf. And next thing I know, I'm sidelined for two months, two and a half months, pretty much throughout the summer, which was going to be the heart of my training time. And, and my physical therapist did a miraculous job. And I got back to running with, I don't know, two weeks left to go. And, and the body had maintained enough that we were able to do it. And so we got to the starting line and in my head, I'm just going, I think 
I can do the first six miles, but I haven't been able to do six miles yet. So I don't really know, but I've definitely not been able to do anything more than six miles. So I really don't know about the rest of this race. Right. And then we get there and the course is flooded out and they're like, Hey, you don't have to do this, this first leg. Like you you get a pass. Like the first, what was it? Six guys, seven guys, yeah, eight seven. guys. Yeah. Get a pass. Yep. You don't have to run. And honestly, my first thought was disappointment. Hmm. I'm not going to get to challenge myself. It felt like somebody was letting me off the hook. And what I discovered was I really wanted to be on the hook. Yeah. yeah. I really wanted to have to see if I could come through. Right. Yep. So that was definitely the first thought. And, and so what I loved about our team was we were like, nah, screw it. We're running anyway. <laughs> and so we all went and ran my first leg. Yeah. The flooded out leg. Yeah. As, as a team, no right. less, or at least as parts of teams, as the guys that were in better shape went on ahead and, and Mike and I, you know, gamely brought up the rear, but, but we ran it. Yeah. And, and so we did our three legs, you know, we, in, in the spirit of the competition, in the spirit of, you know, each guy running three times, we did it because that was how important the challenge was to us. Yeah. And, and I think that was another mental challenge to overcome, right? Cause you said it. They told us I, I was physically ready. I, I guess mentally ready is the best way to put it. I was mentally ready to run my leg. I was I was looking forward to getting the baton from John and just kicking off. And when they said, "Hey, we're counting the first couple legs," I, I probably had a, a different feeling than you did. I was like, "Yes, I can run less. <laughs> I'm going to run harder on the next two legs." But then there was there was that part, and again, it's it's the team aspect, I guess, of it that kept saying we're not actually doing the entire race unless we run our three yeah. legs. Yeah. And then we did it as a team. And mentally I was like, yes. And I don't know if you remember this, but after our first leg, we all jumped in the lake together yep. uh -huh. as a celebration of, Hey, we're muddy. We're dirty. This is only our first leg, but we're going to jump in the lake together. <laughs> yep. And I, I looked around like, seriously, are we, are we seriously jumping into the lake after this? And, and we did it as a team. And that really kind of, I don't want to say, relit my fire but it was a, it was one of those things where we accomplished it and i was i was ready i was ready to go i mean we had just ran what was it, like five and a half six miles that first leg and yeah. i was pumped at that point i was like let's let's bring it on and i realized i had to wait another 12 hours until my, <laughs> to my, to <laughs> right. my next to my next leg right but that that challenge there i think was the first part of the overall challenge that really kind of started pushing me forward and I got that taste. Yep. That little bit of we just did this. Like we did it. We didn't have to, but we did this. Yeah. And I'm I, I want more. And this is what our next 24 36 hours is going to look like. Right. Yeah. Is this. For me that that run was actually really good. <laughs> that run we went on. I, I felt like absolute garbage when we were out there. And then 12 hours later I felt great. Oh yeah. During during my run in the middle of the night. So I, I needed it. I needed, you know, whatever shakedown that was, get out of the van, move around, nerves. I'm I'm definitely a nervous racer. I pee like six times before <laughs> I run every time. You know, so that that was really good for me. I I got nervous. That after that run, my my feeling was nervous because I did. I felt like total garbage. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is gonna be terrible right you know the, the leg that they had canceled for me was actually going to be the one with the most elevation I right i was basically running straight up a mountain you had the hardest leg in the whole in the whole race right yeah, yeah. elevation wise for sure yeah um it wasn't the longest but they but, but they titled it right the ragnar yeah. the ragnar leg or whatever the so you were going to get and so i, I like 
we ran that leg around the around the lake mm-hmm. and I felt like I dodged a major bullet. And it wasn't until later that it set in that I was like, man, like, you know, I really did want to, yeah. I wanted to put myself on that, that hill and, and conquer it. Right. Well, and talk about that for a second, Tom, because you organized the legs <laughs> who right. had what, and you gave yourself that leg. Yeah. So what were you thinking? Honestly, I, I don't know that I, like, I definitely didn't intend to give myself that leg, but I, like you guys have both mentioned, I'm, I'm very competitive and I was a runner. And so I, I wanted to see myself back in that kind of shape that, that I was used to being in. Ended up, I, you know, I hadn't done the training that I needed to do. And I, and so I wasn't in the shape that I wanted to be in for the race. But thankfully, what started out as a core of like five guys or so that, that, you know, our friends foolishly signed up for this race with us. We actually found out that we had like some pretty fast second level friends that we invited on. Legit runners. Yeah. Like legitimate used to do this for reals runners. And so as I was divvying up the the legs and trying to figure out who's in what van and what each leg, you know, looks like, I, I actually intentioned to give the better runners the distance because I knew our weaker runners may be able to run up a hill, but aren't going to be able to go as far. He's talking about us. <laughs> yeah, um, so, you know, as I, as I break out the longer legs, I ended up having not as much distance to cover, but smack dab in the middle of that mountain. And I do wish I would have run it, but I, I think it was definitely a kindness to my body because I was pretty beat up by the end of, of the whole deal. Yeah. And, and I can only imagine what that would have been like having climbed up that hill for me though, too, the, you know, you'd mentioned both of you had mentioned running with God and, and that was definitely a focus. I think for, for most of us as we were doing the training and, uh, and, and being more intentional about, about using that runtime for that. And I can remember the payoff or at least what felt like the payoff of that time during the run in the middle of the night, this, this race, again, for those of you that aren't familiar, gets super stretched out. And so you could run your entire leg and not see another competitor. It's not like a normal road race where there's people around all the time. And so you're doing your leg in the middle of the night and you might not see another person unless your teammates are out there at a corner cheering you on. And so I'm in the middle of this run going through like cornfields on either side, pitch black. And I I did have my headphones on just to keep me distracted and I, I was just listening to this song and out of the corner of my eye, I see coming up on the side of the road, this church. And the only thing that's lit up is they have a backlit cross lit up giant backlit cross on the front of this church building. And I was like, okay, he's here. Like I said, I was going to do this training and spend this time with God. And he's telling me he's here. He's with me when I'm by myself running on this road in the middle of, I don't know what it was, Pennsylvania, I guess. And, and that was just really cool to know that, that that time had paid off on the spiritual aspect of it. Yeah. It was funny you mentioned that because as I was thinking about the first real leg that I ran, you know, the one that counted, not the one we did for fun. I counted. Um, Yeah, it definitely counted. You know, mine was one of those middle of the night legs as well. And we started out in some small town in Maryland and had to run through the old town section. And then I knew I had to stretch a country road yep. and it was just going to be, you know, me in the dark by myself. And I was actually excited about it. 
you know, some of it was the introvert in me, like, good, I don't have to even pretend to talk to other people. I don't have to give them the head nod as they pass me or if by some miracle I pass them. Like, I'm just going to get to be alone. Yep. And so I made the run through town. I was feeling good and I made my right. And I knew that I was like, all I got to do is run straight now for like four and a half miles. <laughs> and and I, I felt like, I felt like me and God were running together. And I just, I felt like I felt his pride in me, his affection for me, that we were just, we were one in that moment. Come to find out that in that moment, I also had missed what was supposed to be a slight jog to the right. And so ended up doing a, a mile on the side of I-70. <laughs> <laughs> Before some very, very kind state trooper pulled me over. I've never been pulled over as a runner before. It was definitely not because I was going too fast and very kindly, you know, got me back on track. And so now all of a sudden the, the challenges have all shifted, right? Because whereas before the challenge was just maintaining a great physical feel, maintaining a great mental space, maintaining a great spiritual connection to all of these things have now just been disrupted. And how can I get all three back on track? Cause now I got to run an extra mile. So how, how do I fight that battle with my head? And again, kind of going back to the, all right, God, what the heck? Like you couldn't have thrown me a bone there and be like, hey, John, you're you're missing your turn, buddy. Like, <laughs> uh, drift right, drift right. And and so it made for some really interesting conversation over those you know, last four miles of you're stronger than you think you are. Yeah. You are capable of more. And, you know, sometimes it is those wrong turns that show us that where had we stayed on course, we don't get to be challenged in a way that shows us the the capacity or the capability that we truly have. And yet so often, I mean, obviously my goal at that point was just to run the right path, run it well, <laughs> and not have to do any extra work. And had you asked me, hey, John, you want to run an extra mile? I'd been like, no, that's what we have the good runners for. Yeah. But having done that and having done that well, where when I came in and I felt like I was just gasping, you know, all of you guys were like, man, John, you were hauling coming around that last corner. You weren't messing around and you all knew right? because you were there when I got dropped off by the state trooper. <laughs> and so you, you knew ab about the, the misstep. You, you knew yeah. what had happened in the middle of the story. And so to have that encouragement at the end of, we know the challenge you faced and we saw how you came through it. I mean, that I think ended up being my favorite leg of the entire race. That's awesome. Just because of how all that played out. And yeah. again, not the story I would have written, which seems to be so often the case with spiritual challenges of this is not the story I would have written. Right. But I am better for this story. Mm. Yeah. Also, don't run on the side of the highway in the middle of the night. <laughs> That's the other takeaway. So we get through our legs, Mike. Yes. Challenge is uh, surmounted, I guess, let's say. At the finish line, what are you thinking about? So the finish line was, I guess for me, was was very enjoyable. And the reason was because not only was it the accomplishment of a 200-mile race, right? We were coming in together as a team. But something, and I, I don't know if, if this is even going down the right path, but my wife was there. My kids were there. My buddies' wives were there. Yeah. And it was like a family, Right. Yep. Like, hey guys, we know you like 
five hours ago you were just sleeping by a porter john um in the middle of a park <laughs> no and joke people, people were slamming the door so you really getting much sleep and you ran your three legs like you were supposed to and you were we were done we we're yep. just waiting for our last guy to come in and i remember my oldest boy just telling me like did you guys win like did you guys are you guys and i was like we didn't win bud but we definitely we definitely finished and he was like so impressed seeing all, all the guys that we were with, right? Yep. And I was thinking to myself, like, this is awesome. This is what I signed up for. When I thought about what I wanted to do and what I wanted to accomplish with this race, I thought about all this, I don't know, selfish reasons of I'm going to get in shape. I'm, I'm going to be better off at the end of this race. But I didn't think about stuff like that. Like, hey, my kids seeing this, my friends, I'm doing this with my friends. And that is what I think I I enjoyed the most about this race was finishing it with the team. Yeah. And looking back on it, I am the happiest part was that finishing as a team. I don't know if you guys remember there had there was everybody sitting around a big table, we were all talking, passing like like babies around and everybody was just yeah. high-fiving and just talking about when are we going to do this next year. Yeah. Like we had just gone through in my mind probably or the most I've ever I have ever ran in in 30 something hours. And I was already talking about yep. right, let's do let's it again. Do the same team. Let's get back out there and do it again. Yeah. And I loved it. It was awesome. One of the things that, you know, we keep talking about running with God and, and, and spiritual. That's another thing I think going back and just kind of like bringing that up. When we started the race, before we even sent John on, on his on his way, we got together for like a real quick team meeting. And this is something like I didn't, I guess I didn't expect. I kind of felt like it was going to happen, but we all got together as a group of, of 12 men put our arms around each other and we actually prayed yeah. and asked for, you know, Hey God, you know, be with us, you know? And it wasn't so much like, Hey, help us win or help us over. It was just be with us, you know, help yeah. us, help us with this race. Be with us as we, as we run these miles and our, and, and we haven't even talked about our name, right? I mean, the, the, the Romans yeah. 12, I mean, we even kind of like threw it out there as, as, Hey, we are kind of doing this as, yeah. you know, that type of group. And I don't even know where I'm going with this right now, but it was just one of those things where I, I think we started it off with that tone, yeah. right? I'd looked at so much about this mental and physical challenge of it that I didn't, hadn't even thought about that third aspect of a, of a spiritual challenge. Yeah. And yeah. so coming up to the finish line and just thinking to myself, like, this is, this is from start to finish has been one of the best experiences I've ever been a part of. Yeah. And there was so much of it too, that, that you keep bringing up that I'm reminded of as well of, we all began this really with just the perspective of individual challenge. Yeah. Right. We all each need to get into whatever shape we need to get into or better version of shape that we need to get into. Yep. And we're going to have to, you know, wrestle our own demons and do all that. And then the closer we got and the more that we needed to start spending time together as a team, if nothing else, just to go over logistics and then to actually be in the vans together, that this really, this really did become a communal challenge yeah. rather than 12 individual challenges. And there was something about that that I know for you, Mike, you just you talk about a lot that how much you value that, how much you prize that community aspect, not only of this, but of just so many things in general right. of you know, individual challenges, great challenges faced together. Mm -hmm. There's just there's something different about them. There's something special about them that seems to draw out more of us individually, but also offer greater rewards. Right. Well, I mean we wouldn't be sitting around this table right now if each of us had gone and run a race. Yep. Right. Yeah. 
we were talking about this because we did it together because we were all in that, you know, physical, mental, spiritual challenge of the training and then of the race itself. And, you know, and so that team aspect of it completely shifts the narrative for me. You know, we had mentioned before, these guys are depending on me at whatever level. Yeah. You know, I don't want to let these guys down. And so I'm going to do even more than I probably would have if it was just me, if I was just trying to train for a road race, you know, because I don't want to let these guys down. Right. Right. And so I think that community piece brings out the best in us when we direct it at overcoming some kind of challenge together. Yeah. And that's, that's cool in a, especially in the format of a run, which usually is so individualistic. Yeah. And, you know, Tom, I know for you, part of your story was, you know, being a runner, high school, college after that, one of the things that you really enjoyed most was those opportunities for doing it with others that, you know, the way you guys game planned when you were in high school for me, it's <laughs> that, that it like, you got to go run your race, but there was very much a we component. Yeah. And that I think, you know, in high school for sure, took it out of just the physical. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's coming through in this story as well. You know, it ended up not really being about getting ourselves in shape for this race. What ended up being more valuable were those times together, the chance to overcome something together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, it goes beyond just that simple there's a thing I want to go do. So I'm going to figure out how to go do it. And, and, you know, starts to hit on these other aspects that grow us more completely than, than just going after some kind of physical goal. Yeah. So you talk about growing, you you Mm -hmm. just kind of said that right now. Why is that so important for us then? And maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but why do I need to be challenged in order to grow? Like why, why do I, why did I need this race in order to see the things that I saw. Like, I, I guess that's, I feel like I'm driven. I feel like I need these challenges in order for it to see any kind of growth. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's super cliche, but you know, the adage of if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. I think in, in a lot of ways we tend to be wired to challenge ourselves yeah. and to push the limits or, or at least to see where the limits are. Yeah. And I think if we're not seeking that out, if we're not continually trying to challenge ourselves and to become better at whatever, you know, mm-hmm. then then when we're stagnant, like where where's the life in yeah. that? If if we're just okay with where we are, I I don't know. That seems like a really boring place to be. For sure. So it's continuous. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, I I think, and not to say that like if we kept doing these at some point, we would become world-class athletes or or something like that. But, you know, I I think there is always the next thing, physical, mental, spiritual. We lay out a challenge. Right. We we rise to the challenge. Hopefully we overcome the challenge. Mm -hmm. And then when we get to the, the other side of that mountain, there's another mountain there. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we, we did that one. We have a history of, of success and of doing what it takes and of stepping out. And so let's, let's keep going and, yeah. and find out what, what that next thing is. Um, and that was even a part of our conversations after the race. Right. You know, yeah. Of, can we do two teams? Can, 
You know, yeah. Can, can you do it? Can you run this with a team of six? Yeah. You know, and, and have these same 12 guys, but run two teams and, and see what that's like for everybody to run twice as much. Or can we do it faster next year? Can we not get lost? Um, which didn't happen, hey to, which didn't happen to just John um, <laughs> on the race, you know, and like the what ifs, right? Yeah. For me, I get to the end of the challenge and there's the what ifs. Mm. What if we'd done this better? What if we, um, and then that starts, I think, the next round of challenge. Where do we go from here? Yeah, I like that. I like that. And I think that's one of the things that I, I kind of took away a, a lot from it too, was that I grew a lot from that challenge and that growth is what I, is what I, I want to see more of. Yep. Right. And each one of those categories, spiritually, mental, mental, physically, I saw growth in mm-hmm. every single aspect of that. And yeah. it's because I was challenged three ways. Right. Yeah. And that desire to be challenged again, it just rose up from accomplishing the last challenge. And I love the way you said that. It's like, hey, we see growth in that. And if we're not we're not growing, then that's it, right? And so I guess the 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 whole point of this, the whole point of this episode and talking about this was the fact that we are challenging ourselves as as I don't I'm men, right? Yeah. To try to yeah. overcome things. And how important that is in, in, in our lives to see that growth. Yeah, definitely. And to seek it out. Yeah intentionally and deliberately right and again you know job hazard for me i work with teenagers and so oftentimes i notice their stage in life and almost against their will kids are challenged mm-hmm. all the time right because there's people in authority over them yeah. that make them do things they don't want to do right. right and that happens because we know that they're better for it when they have to endure it whether it's academic or whether it's athletic or you know whatever the case is right and that's why we put kids through all the things that we put kids through mm-hmm. Is because they're better for it in the end, and then it feels like at graduation, like you're you're free, you're liberated, you're you're emancipated now, and no one can tell you what to do again. And there seems to be for many of us this this pushback against, all right, well, good, like I, I'm not going to do that stuff anymore. Like nobody's going to make me do it. I'm not doing it. And or it's you know the opposite direction of all right, great, so now everything's a challenge. Yeah. Right. So I ran one mile. So I ran five miles. So I do a half marathon. So I do a full marathon. So I do ultra marathons. So I do five ultra marathons. Right. I'm just going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and challenging everywhere because right. if I'm not challenged everywhere, then, you know, I'm, I'm a worthless piece of crap. Mm. And so finding this middle ground of, I need to be pushed, you know, comfort is actually the enemy a little bit. Yeah. And at the same time, how do I balance this with challenge can't become the sole focus of my life. Right. When you need some downtime, right? <laughs> like, let's be real. We probably, as much as we talked about when are we doing this next, if somebody said, let's go do it tomorrow, I think we all would have walked I'm away busy. from that conversation. I think I'm busy. You know? Um, because even though we do need to continue to seek it out, we need to be wise about how we're doing that. Uh, You know, and that's, again, sort of easy to say on the physical level. Yeah. You know, we all were feeling pretty beat up, I think, had very little sleep. And, you know, and so it's easy to say, yeah, that uh, that would not be a good idea for my body right now. But I think the same thing is true in the other two aspects as well. You know, if you're just go, 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 go mentally all the time, you know, or if you are in the weeds spiritually time and time and time and time again, you need that space to catch a breath and be able to kind of reset, to look at how you've grown, evaluate the lessons learned before 
jumping back in. And I think it's interesting. I forget where I, I read this uh, somewhere, but it, it was talking about leisure activities mm. that that people tend to engage in, right? And uh, if, if you look at a person's profession and their leisure activities, a lot of times what you're seeing is they're engaging in something that they don't get to do mm-hmm. as a part of their occupation. So a guy that, that works in an office all day or, or a doctor or something like that is probably going to be more likely to engage in something physical with their hands, maybe that kind of thing. Not to say that those people don't sit down and read books because they do. And that's a lot of times how they got there, Right. but they're going to be much more likely to, as a leisure activity, do something that's hands-on because they don't feed that part of the challenge on their day to day. Whereas, you know, somebody like my dad who grew up um, and and when I was growing up was working with his hands all the time, you know, that that's not, that's not as fun. Right. You know, like it just feels like more work. Yeah. (laughs) I I could, you know, I do that Monday through Friday. What am I going to, you know, do the same thing on the weekends you know, I want to do something else. I want to have fun in a different way. I want to challenge myself in a different way. And so we have to realize where those challenges are going to come for us in a way that makes it exciting to to go after that next thing, I think. Yeah. So over the next couple of episodes, we're going to uh, keep digging into this idea of challenge and specifically these three areas that we've, we've kept bringing up a physical uh, mental and spiritual challenge and why we need them and how we can go after them and and the importance of community in each of those, but also the importance of not allowing them to become the thing that right. we are chasing. And so we actually have some friends that we're going to bring on to speak to each of those. And I'm actually really kind of excited about this because we have a family of friends that we think are are really good at seeking these things out. Um, and so we're going to actually bring in one of them to speak on each of the topics and how it's played a part in, in their walk. So we hope you've enjoyed this conversation. We hope that you will join in the conversation. So head over to strongtowers.com, strong-towers.com, or hit us up on our social media, strong underscore towers. And let us know how you've been challenged, where you're seeking out challenge, how you've overcome challenge in, in your walk, in your story. And then come on back and, and join us for the rest of what promises to be very challenging conversation. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. 